Welcome to We'll Take This One, a show about advice columns and columnists by three unqualified friends from the internet. I'm Gabriella, a prospective tenant. I'm Alex, doctor's orders. <laughs> uh, and I'm Amelia, a resentful homemaker. Uh, but are you resentful of, of, of making your home or you resentful that that's the only thing you got going on right now? That, the latter, yes. Uh, yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're I'm, I'm a resentful homestayer. <laughs> I'm I'm a resentful uh yeah. I think resentful homestayer is a good phrase, but also it's not a real phrase, so I'm not going to use it. Is it taxonomy? You got homestar runners. <laughs> Res- We're homestuck. You can just say no. it. No. I still I refuse to learn what homestuck is. I have had the broadest possible strokes drawn for me and I'm good. I'm set. Thank you. It's a, it's a journey. <laughs> oh, it's a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey that I don't. It's a journey that I did not enjoy. I keep it's like, like oh, you know, people like roller coasters, and then there's wooden roller coasters, mm-hmm. and you just get rattled all over the place. That that's how that is. I like wooden roller coasters. Anyway. Yeah, you wouldn't like this one. Let's talk about <laughs> what this show is. Uh, we'll take this one. Is a show. Every week, we read and respond to two real advice letters from places like Slate, the failing New York Times, and our local papers. We know advice column letters are often made up. We're not going to spend a lot of time discussing whether a letter is real or not, because objective reality is a played-out concept. WTTO is not an advice show. It is a show about advice. If you email us asking for advice, we will afford it to one of a thousand podcasts that do that. Also, don't email us advice. We are already perfect. We are God's little guys. This week we've got two letters about doing violence to people. Yes. <laughs> in, in various forms. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great Crimes. it's a great vibe for this um post question mark election environment that we're in. Mm-hmm. Mid mid post election environment. So let's let's hear about some some violence. Gabriella, what what have you brought for us? All right, so our first column is Carolyn Hacks with the Washington Post. I believe this is a syndicated column, although it doesn't have any kind of fun name. And the letter's actually from early 2018. If your name is Carolyn Hacks, I think you've got it. It's it's a very (laughs) cyberpunk name. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. It should be with two X's then. Well, she's, you know, she's um, being like undercover about Mm, it. Yes. Undercover cyberpunk advice. Her Halloween name is Scarolyn Hex. (laughs) Everyone knows this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. My girlfriend Cleo is allergic to seafood. She does not carry an EpiPen because it's not that type of reaction, but she always asks lots of questions about ingredients and preparation. My mom finds the questions insulting and believed Cleo was making up the allergy. (laughs) Recently, at my family barbecue... Cleo did her usual questioning before eating. Maybe 30 minutes later, she started complaining that her face itched. She took Benadryl, but she turned red, and her eyes began swelling. We had to go to the emergency room for a cortisone shot. As we're getting in the car, my mom confessed she fried the fish and chicken in the same oil and lied when Cleo asked. She admitted she planned to prove Cleo's allergy was fake. My mom apologized and is paying the emergency room bill, Even so, Cleo called my mom a monster and wants nothing to do with her. She also broke up with me, saying I shouldn't have to choose between her and mom. 
she won't consider a compromise <laughs> like eating before visits. Is there any way to get past my anger at my mom and get Cleo back? Uh, no. Sincerely, my mom poisoned my girl. <laughs> so, like, I love that because it's like, yeah, we're all on the same page about this. Like, this person has no illusions about whether their mom poisoned their girlfriend. They absolutely did. Like, the end. What, what, did, the, what did the mom have to gain in this right? situation? If she was proven right and care, like the thing is, seafood allergies are, you know, there is there are levels to seafood allergies. Mm-hmm. Well, the phrase "it's not that type of reaction" <laughs> is very weird. It, because, it also seems false at yeah, this point. Anaphylaxis is definitely what happened. Yeah. I mean, that is that is the kind of food reaction. Like I have like some food allergies in quote marks, and like I I shouldn't eat cucumbers, but I won't have to go to the emergency room for a cortisone shot. So I would say, well. I'm allergic to cucumbers but it's not that type of reaction i don't carry an epipen but again uh no one has anything to gain by lying about a food allergy or catching someone in lying about a food allergy my kid had at least it seems to be getting over it which is which is cool but mm. at least started off their life with a fairly severe egg allergy and we have epipens that we got to carry on to this and I, I will say i know from parents and stuff that asking about food like allergies is is really hard to do without sounding like a complete dip like it's something it's like um is there this and especially when it's additives or small things you're just like yeah like my my dad is allergic to tomato pesticides but he can have organic tomatoes and that is like you know asking are these tomatoes organic (laughs) at a burger place is just like the worst they're not let me tell you I understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, People have gotten on board with, like, peanuts and nut allergies. But as you branch outside of that, they think you're doing some kind of hippie diet. Although, seafood is common enough that I'm surprised they're taking issue. I... I simply would ask that there was not food at the menu at this... Also, what are they frying at a barbecue? This is the most upsetting thing in this question to me. <laughs> That's true. Is that a normal? Do, do people do people fry at barbecues? In the same you oil? Just, like put a big uh, yeah. pot of oil on your grill? I guess you could. <laughs> that does not seem like the correct way. I'm a vegetarian, but that does mm-hmm. not seem like the correct way to do your fish and chicken at a barbecue. I'm just picturing the like Shatner video about deep frying a turkey, and I'm getting that kind of energy. <laughs> That the the kind of person who would like make everyone gather around while they deep fried a turkey is the the kind of person who would accuse their child's girlfriend of lying about a pe- uh, a fish allergy. So 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 Cleo would not have to be, you know, Sherlock Holmes <laughs> to determine. It, it it doesn't seem like this was a massive gathering mm-hmm. of, of people. Like it, it would not be difficult to determine. How many pots of, of, again, your fry oil at a barbecue, mystifying, (laughs) how many different pots of oil do you have going? Did she have a a decoy, uh, you know, uh, pot of oil that was going? But if she is so sensitive, I mean, I understand why she's so cautious. Um, If she's so sensitive that using the same oil gives her... A reaction. 
I don't want to hate on her for not carrying an EpiPen. That's not where I'm going. <laughs> but, Stephen A. Smith voice. Yeah. It seems like, I, I understand they're expensive, and they're more expensive than they should be. Uh, they should be free, like every healthcare mm-hmm. item. But it seems like yeah, a it, thing. It is, it is ridiculous that there is an emergency, uh, emergency room bill. Mm-hmm. For a life-saving, I love like, that shot the mom, of cortisone or, or epinephrine or whatever. Yeah, I love that the mom is paying the emergency room bill. I love that because you can see the wheels turning in the mom's head. She's like, "This is what's going to make it square. This is we're going to get past this. It's fine. I'm sure I will have no further extremely bizarre <laughs> interpersonal problems with Cleo. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, I do not think that is the case." Um, even if Cleo had what not I, broken up with him, which she rightly did, I don't, I do not think yeah. that they were going to be normal going forward if she paid the bill. I I appreciate these. Um, I, I just I want to say I appreciate these short letters because every single sentence is, <laughs> and the order in which they come is so loaded with val- with with uh, meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and I think so. M- I'm I'm drawing so much from the fact that. Cleo called my mom a monster and wants nothing to do with her. She also broke up with me. <laughs> it does seem like letter, maybe she was dating the mom. Has... Like, yeah, that's clearly the primary relationship in this person's life. Did something that I'm unclear on is did the letter writer apologize to Cleo? Because I feel like the letter writer also has to apologize to Cleo. Uh, for just for thinking, for having the thought, is there any way to get past my anger at my mom and get Cleo back? They need to apologize for having for forming that sentence, and also for forming the sentence she won't consider a compromise like eating before visits. Yeah, that was pretty dehumanizing. And <laughs> yeah. also, what, what? So, so the mom finds the questions insulting, mm-hmm. and is is that just because like? The answer of why it's insulting can't possibly be because the mom knows better, and of course she's making the adjustments mm-hmm. to make sure that there's no fish served with chicken, which is not. It's weird. I don't like. It. I'm picturing I fish and chips. That's like the kind of thing, like a fry shop. But but where does yeah, the, the chicken barbecue. come in? Yeah, barbecue plus I don't know, fried fish and fried chicken. Very strange. But the you ultimately. The mom now knows that this is a real allergy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So why would you need to eat before going? <laughs> okay. it's, it's, it's basically saying, so I understand you'll never trust my mother again, but it's really important. We're very close. So we need to have, the three of us need to have a really close relationship. And, and it just goes to show that sometimes you phantom thread someone and it works out great. <laughs> and sometimes you phantom thread someone and it, it's a disaster. <laughs> And it ruins relationships. And it's just not something that you can bet on. That's true. Basically, you shouldn't take relationship advice from Paul Thomas Anderson movies, I think is a lesson that we can learn here. Maybe don't bring your significant other to meet your parents until you're thinking of getting engaged. (laughs) Wow, okay. Hot take. There's just a need for this kind of... (laughs) Close. <laughs> wow. Although then I guess it just pushes the problem further down the line. Now, who drove to the hospital? And were they all in the same oh, car? Oh, God. And how did that go? Oh, no. <laughs> you want to tell us about 
the answer and yes. the little responses at the end. So Caroline has a great response, um, which I'm, you know, proud of her because not all advice columns do it. So, wow. Wow. No, there's no compromise, like eating before visits. Would you ever agree to that yourself? Seriously? Food is social sustenance as well, and not something one sidelines because one's boyfriend's mom's <laughs> ego insisted she commit assault. <laughs> or put another way, would you ever consider yourself so awesome a catch that someone would make such a huge sacrifice just to be with you? I'm not signaling you out as unworthy of love by saying this. <laughs> I think we all have a blind so spot, the sizes of which vary when it comes to the sacrifices we ask of those who choose to be with us. Whether it's deal with my morning snappiness or don't judge me for my lack of ambition or whatever else. We all have deficits that compromise whatever great qualities we offer. Listen, if you don't love me at my windpipe closing, <laughs> then you don't deserve me. If you don't love me at my collection of band... <laughs> your mom's jaw-dropping act of smugness and her hostility make her one of your significant <sighs> deficits. Grounds for Cleo to seek companionship elsewhere. Your ridiculous suggestion that she eats solo in advance of group meals adds another. Please accept Cleo's decision as a sound one, as in, accept that her potential sacrifices are too great under the circumstances to warrant her staying with you. As for how you get over your anger at your mom, I can only say, watch and wait, see if she actually gets it. It was assault, which I think people sometimes don't mm -hmm. understand. Uh, if you deliberately... Poison literally someone by poison taking advantage someone. of their allergy. Right. That is a crime. And, like, we're not big on crime as the state defines it. But it's I'm big on crime. I'm, I'm strongly pro-crime. On, on punishment yeah. for it. Um, it's, it's absurd. I Reading the response, it really strikes me that, like, at no point does the boyfriend say, like, you know, Cleo's great, and I have a lot of fun with her, or whatever. It's just like, I have this girlfriend, and my mom poisoned her. It's like, there should be more to this to the story. But the, the other thing is, his his suggestion, which again, we, we've established makes no sense of why, if maybe it's just because she doesn't feel safe eating yes. the mom's cooking, which is you know, totally legitimate, mm -hmm. but his suggestion of, or the letter writer's suggestion of, um, of her eating meals before is like oh yeah because the mom will be totally comfortable and all family members love it when the new person refuses <laughs> to eat any of the food that's presented at communal mm -hmm. gatherings that always goes over and super also well. every time like if there's someone new at the family gathering they would say like, why isn't cleo eating oh because she's been poisoned here before eat you should eat <laughs> no right. i'm not gonna eat because i've been poisoned do we want to talk about some yes biting? yes yes okay that was me clapping right. sorry so uh the next letter we have is from the venerable column uh, ask a manager written by allison green um and this letter also is actually from a few years ago but it's it's a it's a classic okay uh, I bit my coworker. 
A reader writes, So I bit a co-worker yesterday. Obviously, I'm mortified. Uh, I work in an incredibly dysfunctional office. The tone is set by our office manager. He's in his 50s, has always worked in an office setting, and is difficult. Things are right if it's in his favor and wrong if anyone else does it. He once cursed at me and called me a child for asking him not to say I'm prettier if I smile. He then didn't speak to me for a year, which was a relief. Well, yesterday I had a meeting with a coworker. My hands were full of paperwork and a full mug. When I got to the coworker's office, the office manager was in the doorway, braced with one arm stretched across the opening. I stopped, said, excuse me, I have a meeting. And... Seven A's. He refused to move. He replied that he didn't give a shit and it wasn't his problem. The coworker grimaced but said nothing, as is usual for our office. Normally, I'd sit and argue. Rarely, I'm able to convince him to move. In those cases, I put down my things in the office and wait for the colleague and him to finish speaking. They don't work together or like each other, but they angry gossip frequently. This is a very long letter. This time. Yeah. I also already. Everyone. Everyone is. Okay, anyway. This time, this time, I bit him. I don't know. His arm was in front of my face. My hands were full. I know from experience he almost never moves, and I'm really busy right now. In any case, I bit him over his sleeve, pulled back, and we just sort of stared at each other for a second because, wow. He finally got his feet under him figuratively and retaliated by stomping on my feet. I was in ballet flats and he had heeled dress shoes and shoving me. As I'm regaining my balance and trying to save my feet, I dropped my mug, which shattered. At that point, he stopped and bent to pick up the shards. I ducked into the office and shut and locked the door. Not helping him pick up the shards angered him more. I guess she could hear him being angry through the door. I've since apologized. He accepted gracefully while admitting no fault on his part. This office is bad. It's warping my perceptions of normal behavior. I know there is no one above us who would address this issue with him, and short of quitting, I have to deal with him every day. What is the right way to deal with difficult coworkers in these situations? Just just keep <laughs> arguing? Walk away and reschedule the meeting? There are no magic words to deal with impossible people, but how do I reason with myself mentally to stop myself from going down this road again? Thank you for considering my question! I suppose most everything is solved by walking away, but I feel helpless and clearly spiral a bit into wild behavior when at a loss. The thing I don't believe about this letter... Is that he accepted right? the apology? That is gracefully. that is truly wild. So the the venerable podcaster, you know, raconteur, bon vivant, John Roderick, mm-hmm. the Long Winters, has described something called a big city apology, which is, I'm sorry that, uh, you know, I'm sorry that you were offended, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry that, you know, that you had this reaction to something. And a real apology, as opposed to a big city apology, is like, what did you do wrong? You, How did you know that it was wrong? And what are the steps you'll take to mm-hmm. make it not happen again? Right? And under that standard of like a good, real apology, I don't understand what this person has to apologize <laughs> for. I, I'm, mostly, I'm mostly upset by the fact that like, I don't want to be Mr. College Man or whatever, but to the, the degree to which this scene is almost exactly like the pivotal moments of Le Tranger. Is it? Is it, Alex? Like, is it exactly it is the pivotal exactly moments that. of Le Tranger by Sartre? Oh my god. I want to know more about the fight. Because you said yeah, violence, and I was like, did they really chomp? 
Yeah, Dad. you want a cast of it. You want one of those like <laughs> Mythbusters shits. You want one of those things that was like, eh, and, and oh god, the awful thing at the orthodontist oh. with like the yeah, goop. exactly. I mean, I, I'm not gonna say I've never bitten someone when I was angry, but I was like seven, um, and it, but I do, I get it. Uh, I, I, it's it's very irritating to me to have some something in front of my face, but I would probably have just turned around and been like i'm gonna go get a cup of coffee instead of just continuing to stand there getting angrier and angrier that would have been one thing to do i suppose most everything is solved by walking away she says that is correct but the bite the bite doesn't seem that bad it doesn't seem that bad it It was over it was was over over the sleeve the sleeve Over yeah. a folded sleeve, it's right? Fine. So, so it was the even. The bite is doubled. not as bad as stomping on someone in your dress shoes. That's clearly worse. No, that that's that's much more. Yeah, I, I I'm very confused by a lot of the dynamics, and there, there's an update. Okay, the, Amelia, you'll, you'll you'll tell us about, but uh, the the dynamics of this office are are very confusing to me. Um, the the coworker. Because like I feel like I need a I need to like diagram this out, <laughs> I I need stage directions to fully understand. So there's she, the the letter writer does not do a very good job at at using different uh, names or you know descriptors for these people. There's coworker who is bit. There's coworker who owns the office who they're having a meeting with. I th- there's an is there an onlooker. I- there's there's a there's office manager who is the one who got bit and there's coworker who's the one she's having the meeting with um so i think the problem is that is coworker saw the thing saw the bite it's like this is like a like a this is a tom leaves the station that <laughs> like this is a deeply complicated logic puzzle here and i'm trying to you know, the office is bad, but it also exists in an area outside time and space that makes it difficult to, to the, game out The office who is, is a liminal space, and but biting <laughs> your coworkers is still wrong in a liminal space. But, like... <laughs> Isn't that doing bodies in spaces? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so the answer that Allison gives is, like, number one, you need to find a new job. Like, you need to actively go find a new job number two you should apologize to the co-worker who saw the incident and number three like for as long as you're working in this place remember that this is not normal that this is not how normal people treat each other it's not normal for your office manager to call you a child and not speak to you for a year that's not a normal thing to do the letter writer, I have to give them the possibility that they may work in J.G. Ballard's <laughs> high rise. It's uh, possible. We don't know how many oh dogs God. are in this office. We only know how many people. I did people. not like that book. It's just so grim and weird. And the idea that like she can't figure out that this is not normal. She can figure out that it's not normal. She can't figure out that she doesn't have to work there. That this is not the only yes. job in the world. Um, so then there's a follow-up a few months later, like, she writes back, and she's like, okay, so I looked for a new job, 
Um, and I didn't get it, so I bombed one interview, so never mind. And then, like, nobody actually cared. I apologized to my coworkers, and they were like, yeah, well, shit happens. Shit happens. Like, literally, uh, that's the response. Sometimes yeah. you bite, sometimes you get bit. It's on the poster yeah. in the break room. And we then, all know. And uh, then she's basically like, you know, everybody I know who has a normal office job hates it. So, like, that's just how jobs are. <laughs> it's like, there are levels of hating your job. Like, there's like, oh, man, it's uh, I'm, I'm so tired. I didn't sleep that well. And now I have to go to work. And that sucks. And there's uh, I bit someone at work today. <laughs> and they're not they're not on the same level. I'm gesturing, I'm making like, you know, column A and column B and and column B is like way taller. The, the updates the the office manager relationship is very different in the update than mm-hmm. it was described in the, the original letter. The situation is worse than the update. But and they so, get coffee, yes. they go on walks. He confides in the letter writer and asks for advice regarding okay. work situations. But he also calls her a bitch and insults her mm-hmm. personality and her yeah, personal why, life. It's why are you going on walks with this person? It's so much worse than being it's, mean. It's, it's, <laughs> it's extremely alarming. Um, I mean, I had I had an extremely extremely terrible boss once who was literally the worst person I've ever met in my whole life, and like we would. We had, like, more than one, like, blow-up, yelling, screaming fight in the office. But then, like, the next day, he would, like, put on some music and try to act like it was cool and we were all friends. And that was way more disturbing than when he would just, like, call me a bitch. So, so it's, it's fucked up, man. It's just, I'm so sad for this person. Like, just... Get a normal job. Just get a normal job. Get a normal job. This definitely strikes me as one of those, like, office jobs that only exists as, like, the barest structure of, like, an improv (laughs) routine or something. Like, I can't imagine any work actually happening. I also, like, as a a person, I don't know. I probably I don't know if I do. I, I might, maybe I'm the person with the most like mm-hmm. office job experience on this podcast. Yes. But yeah, an, an, an office an office manager is is like <laughs> is nothing. An office manager right. like orders the supplies and makes sure the conference rooms are are like available and like coordinates right. basic stuff. They're kind of like they don't really. No one reports to them and no one. You know, they are not really responsible to, to anybody in particular. It's like, it's an right, administrative Right, but they're everywhere. Like, role. you need to talk to the office but manager. <laughs> I guess. I uh, I worked at a, at a job where the office manager was just uh, you know, deeply, and I, I, feel, I feel a camaraderie with people who are lazy at work because work doesn't matter, and it, like, nothing that you do in an office job contributes to anything, so... I, this person did not do any work and uh, also decided that they were able to work from home despite being the office manager. Did cool. not clear it with anyone, but just started that doing it. That is fabulous. Baller move. Very cool. But I never interacted with them. You know, I had this job for, for a year and a half or something, and I never interacted with them. So that I, I sort of understand. I There's a comment that the, the letter writer left 
saying that they would try to maintain oh just God. distance with the person in the office, but they're now the, the office manager is now the highest level in the office, and that if the letter writer is not kind to the office manager, it puts their job at risk. It seems like one of those things where it's like, you know, I started in the mailroom and I worked my way up. It's like, I started as the, in the mailroom and then I was the office manager and now I'm the boss. And it's like, that is not a linear progression. I don't understand anything that is happening in this office. But she does say, the trade-off is an active, interesting office culture where we get drinks, have fun, tell jokes. The pay is good, the benefit's amazing, and the work interesting i need to know what they do like what is worth it to you that you maybe they work for home and country magazine <laughs> i feel like that would explain it <laughs> maybe they do maybe maybe they do would that be worth it what if this what if this oh, was God. like this is do they still mm-hmm. print vice magazine does it still come out in in paper no. or is it only a website Home and country, it gets printed. No, Vice. Oh, Vice. I have no, no idea. Vice. I unplugged my um, headphones there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great. Sean McInnes's Home and Country. Uh, subscribe. Yes, please. The, the letter writer also mentions was that in the comment? Or... I'm trying to find it. There's, there's a lot of stuff here. This is like a, a classic big thread situation I, I recommend our listeners seek out this i'll put the the link in the show notes but so somebody suggested in the comments very helpfully that uh the letter writer might want to seek like <laughs> yeah professional <laughs> advice about how they're feeling and the letter writer appears to just got into like their yeah general Which, you gotta start somewhere <laughs> all right let me see can i find that it was addressing commentary suggestions. I called my doctor looking to talk it out and maybe get meds for the short term. Not <laughs> usually something that a doctor will will suggest for, for this sort of, um, mm-hmm. I'll just call it a psychiatric break. But uh, when I explained I bit someone, I could hear her <laughs> metal stutter. She thought she'd misheard me. In the mm-hmm. end, it was decided. It, it was decided. Excellent uh, voice there. I wasn't at risk enough to make office time for. I was referred to a different doctor about an hour and a half trip from my home. Well, the good news is now in COVID, <laughs> telemedicine is very so, accessible. Do we think <laughs> that it was... Uh... <laughs> they could have prosthetics. Be, I like metal study. Could be a cyborg. Or braces. Can you braces? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I mean, braces, we need braces. Perfect teeth. I had a head and English literature. I'm being like viciously attacked by my cat, and I'm still I'm holding it together and not speaking French. All right, not not because I I don't speak French, but because I won't. <laughs> we're we're all Thank very you. proud of you. <laughs> so the, they bombed this interview because they mm-hmm. didn't click with anyone, which sounds like like. I don't. I think. What does that mean? I feel like their adrenaline like levels are just like at a different baseline. <laughs> this, I, I brought it up on a on a, a recording that we'll never see air, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot about this advice letter, where 
a guy who does fuck all at his job. He just goes to his office and does nothing or like goes and plays tennis and makes a ton of money, but doesn't have to do any work and was wondering that whether he should break it to his wife that he doesn't do any work. It, it, it makes you think that all jobs are just combinations of people who do tons mm-hmm. of work that means nothing or do mm-hmm. no work that means nothing. I mean, there's also no, like, there's definitely like for it. plumbers. Like, some people don't work in offices. Yeah, but they don't. To, yes. I, I mean, I definitely mean these kind of like this ballet flat mm-hmm. and heeled dress shoe type yes. environment. I, I, I don't understand how many people work here. I don't understand what work is done. I don't understand what could lead the environment to be such a place where you could bite someone and everyone goes, yeah, yeah, sometimes you bite. <laughs> and it's not a preschool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what if it is? What if it is? If your off- if, if the office manager told you, as, as the letter writer reports, that their mother doesn't love them, like i i would i would not have that job anymore i'm sorry i could i could not like i just don't it it doesn't that i don't necessarily think they dislike the office manager as much as they Mm -hmm. suggest sometimes right like the, the thing is yeah they're it doesn't all line up probably. They, it's, it's like Stockholm Syndrome, Syndrome or but it's something. also like, well, I'm also terrible, uh, apparently. <laughs> I bit someone. <laughs> yeah, We're all in this hell like, together. It's, it's extremely depressing to me that that this, this person is just going to the office being like, another day of being terrible. Wonder if I'll bite anyone. Wonder <laughs> if anybody will jab me with a hypodermic needle for fun. Like th- these are things that c- that are within the realm of possibility. You're just describing like a day in the life of my twelve-month-old <laughs> <12 laughs> child. Well, does they're biting? They mm-hmm. might get pricked mm-hmm. with a needle for some reason. They might. They might have to have a a, a tube of Motrin inserted in their <laughs> inner cheek. You know. It's it's a whole it's a whole nightmare of existence. Definitely, there's a lot occasionally... of indignities associated. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean they wear a diaper. Um, can I just say real quick that my terrible boss, uh, we we did force him out. He left. We stayed. Yeah. Wow. So mm-hmm. for me. I I support employment <laughs> programs. I would love an employment program. I support program. everyone who mm-hmm. uh, everyone working. You know, if for whatever to you know according to their mm-hmm. ability and their and their need and you know the the things that we talk about I, I i do i am fascinated sometimes by people who seem uniquely uh ill-suited mm-hmm. to whatever they're doing because it does make me think like you talked about that like um how to succeed in business without really trying level of of <laughs> jumping from yeah. from uh, one role to another and just climbing climbing the ladder while stomping on <laughs> the ballet flats yeah. and I'm thinking. I used to work at a shoe store. I'm definitely thinking about those. What are those? The flats that you can like roll up oh, into a ball. Yeah, like collapsible. I think there's like yeah. Mark Jacobs ones. Yeah, something like that. I this this person doesn't seem to want no. to stop. No, at not this. at all. No. So I don't really know what they're asking for advice mm. about. What ultimately do they do they want to know? Because listen letter writer if you're out there in the ether if you want to know if it's okay that you bit this it's asshole fine. it is okay 
I absolve you. It's fine that you, yeah, you know, I think it might be better just for everyone involved if you bit them <laughs> off the clock. Mm-hmm. That that might be preferable. It's like you don't talk about unionizing mm-hmm. when you're working. You don't talk, you don't bite the asshole while you are like in going to a meeting. I just, that, there's like, tiny couple seconds where the door is being shut and then immediately how did that meeting did that Uh, meeting happen it seems like the meeting happened but like what what was anything about like what did the what is how does what does a day at this office look like how how many times does someone get bitten or like said their mother doesn't love them like oh god I just, I can't imagine, I can't, I truly, truly cannot imagine going into an office where I hate that person so much, like, year after year. It has to be multiple years because the office manager didn't speak to her for a year. Like, I can't imagine. I worked with my horrible boss for, like, five months. And it crushed my soul, and then he was gone. Like, it's fine. It is fine. That's the that's the message. <laughs> it's of the fine. Show. And I think on that note, we'll take this one. It's hosted by Gabriella, Alex, and Amelia, and edited by Alex. You can support us at anchor.fm slash WTTO. Please leave us a review. It's the best way for the show to grow. And email us at we'll take this one at gmail. We're always accepting advice column links, compliments, and compliments. Good night.